Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. It's good to see all of you this morning. Pastors George and Suzanne are away ministering at Lifesong Church in Tampa, Florida this morning, so they send their love. Lifesong Church is celebrating their third year. Their third year. Come on, that's right. Let's congratulate them. Keep up the good work. I would also like to thank Pastors George and Suzanne for the opportunity to open up God's Word with you this morning. Uh, My name is Hector. I'm one of the pastors here at The Rock of Gainesville, and we've been in a series titled The Joy of, insert an encouraging topic here, for a couple of months now, and today we're going to take a look at The Joy of Patience. Hmm. Some of you might be thinking, wait, what? There's no joy in patience. I hate waiting. All right? Well, I would agree that patience is not the most glamorous thing ever. Patience is not like that hustle or that grind that's super impressive and inspirational and could lead someone to make a glamorous movie about you one day. No, not patience. Patience is just sitting there at peace. But let's be real. Patience is an often overlooked virtue. Because we live in a fast-paced, convenience-based culture. And that's a real shame because patience is a characteristic of God. Amen? Now, I consider myself to be somewhat of a patient person, but even in my preference for low-stress flows in my life, I fail to be patient more often than I would like to admit. I'm a dad to three small kids, so case in point, right? But God is patient. I'm not. I'm learning patience. To me, God is the epitome of patience. I'm developing patience. God has, is, and always clearly displayed his patience. With just the quickest look, the patience that God has displayed across human history, across the scriptures, across our own individual lives is absolutely staggering. It's a crazy amount of patience that God has poured out. Now, how many of you have ever been the recipient of someone's patience and were thankful for it? Right? If you ever made a mistake and someone was patient enough to wait till you got that thing right, I imagine that you were thankful. Now, let me ask you a question. How did that moment make you feel? It made you feel good. Why? Because patience is a God-like quality. Patience is a God-like quality. It's it's a fruit of the spirit that's nestled nicely and quietly amongst the other fruits of the spirit described in Galatians chapter 5. Take a look. It's right there. 
in the middle. You know what patience also is? It's a God-glorifying quality. Patience is a God-glorifying quality that just doesn't get enough press. So we're going to make it the headline of our time together. If you're taking note, the joy of patience. Now here are three thoughts that I want, you to, want to encourage you to take away from our time together this morning. Number one, patience is built on surrender. Patience is built on surrender. Patience, number two, patience is an act of strength. And number three, patience shines brightly to God and man. Now, to highlight our first thought, patience is built on surrender, I want to tell you a story about when I almost died. Well, at least I thought I was going to die. Before I married over 14 years ago, I used to live at Pastors George and Suzanne's house. I was a college student in need of a place to stay in the middle of a semester because my roommate and I had to unexpectedly vacate where we were currently living. And we were good friends with the Brantley boys. We're still good friends with the Brantley boys. And the youngest one, Luke, took... Took his, he took his brazen little self and straight up asked his dad if we could stay with them and rent from them. Long story made short, it ended up panning out and we moved in to Casa Le Brantley. <laughs> so, now the Brantleys lived or still live um, near this airstrip piece of land. I think I heard the word airstrip every now and then. Well, one day I decided to go out for a run. So I headed out of their house, and I ran down their long community road, and I took a left into this small strip of woods that I knew would get me onto that airstrip. And once I came out from under the woods, um, it just opened up to this long, rectangular, grassy airstrip kind of area. And it had thick woods on the left, it had thick woods on the far side, and the back sides of homes were all along the right side. So I thought to myself, oh, this is absolutely perfect. So anyways, um, I told myself I would just run to the other end and turn back, and I'm running, right? I'm running, and right before touching that short fence on the far side, from the last house on my right, I hear a dog start to bark. <laughs> now, if you don't know, runners and barking dogs don't mix, okay? Good thing, though, I was thankful that this particular house had a tall six-foot fence, and I could see over the six-foot fence into the backyard, and while I'm looking, all of a sudden, I see these two little furry brown ears pop up. And then I was like, oh, there's the dog. And then as quickly as I thought that, the ears disappeared. I hear barking for like another three seconds or so. And then all of a sudden, a German shepherd with the body of a fully grown African lion Sailed, sailed, <laughs> sailed right over that tall six-foot fence 
right into the airstrip in which I am now cornered in. My heart drops and instantly I knew two things. One, I'm never running this airstrip again. And two, if I make it back to the house, I need to change my shorts. But seriously, I thought I was going to die. This beast, it charged at me. It charged at me and it came within 15, 20 feet of me. That's pretty close. Thank God it stopped. But I had nowhere to go. It was unleashing this hellish bark. It was growling and drooling. I thought, I'm going to get mauled alive out here in the woods by myself and no one's ever going to hear it. But listen, y'all are laughing, but I wasn't laughing back then. Okay? I was frozen. I had no phone. There's no one around. People are at work. I couldn't yell for anybody. Plus, I'm not trying to make any sudden moves and make this dog angrier, right? So I'm looking around for a stick. I don't see one. The short fence behind me, I think to myself, if this thing charges me, I'm going to hop over the short fence, and then it's going to hop over, and then I'm going to hop back, and then it'll hop over, and we'll go back and forth until I wear this thing out. Like, literally, these are the things I'm thinking. My mind was going crazy. Crazy. So, since those weren't really good options, I did the only thing I knew to do. I prayed. I surrendered all my thoughts and ideas to God, and I waited in patience. Now, do you know how long I waited? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And Listen, I'm standing there frozen, and the entire time, this dog did not relent in his barking, in his growling, in his drooling, right? Like, what made it worse, that like every 10 seconds or so, he would do that stutter step thing, right? With the ears back. <sighs> Listen, those 20 minutes felt like an eternity. But at that 20-minute mark, I hear the Holy Spirit say, you're safe to walk past it. And I was like, yeah, no. So it took me like another 10 minutes of breathing and praying and waiting on God. And sure enough, the only way that I can describe it is that this overwhelming sense of peace and courage came over me, reassuring me that it was safe to walk past the dog. And so I surrendered to God and I took a step. And then another and another, head down, no eye contact, walking, 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 and boom, just like that, I was past the dog. Now listen, as if that's not amazing enough, okay? As if that's not amazing enough. As I continue to walk back up the airstrip, I would look back every now and then, and the dog was still there, now sitting on his hind legs, still barking his head off, 
at the place that I was originally standing as if I was still there. <laughs> True story. True story. I made it all the way back up to the road, and for all I know, that dog could still be barking at the woods to this day. <laughs> I don't know. But listen, humorous yet true story to highlight this one thing. My only real option was to surrender to God and be patient. That was my only real option. I had to surrender my other ideas. Find a stick, yell for help, jump over the fence, back and forth, dart off into the woods. Listen, I wasn't gonna outrun this mountain lion in a German shepherd coat, okay? That wasn't going to happen. I had to surrender all of these ideas because waiting on God was the right thing to do. I surrendered to him and he showed up miraculously. He showed up powerfully. So write this down if you're taking notes. There is a place where surrender, excuse me, where patience embodies surrender. There is a place where patience embodies surrender. Patience being built on surrender invites trust to grow out of you. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. It says this. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, I believe Christ lived in me in that moment. And my belief, my belief led to trust and my trust manifested itself in patience. I surrendered my ideas and my thoughts to God, and he intervened with a word, albeit a pseudo-crazy word. But how many of you know that no matter how daring, how adventurous, how logic-defying God's word is, it's his word. It's his word. You can bank on it. You can bank on his word. You can trust his word. There is nothing truer in this world. By it, all things are held together. Here's another thought. For patience to have its perfect work in each of us, we must surrender to God. We must decrease so he can increase. Jesus told his disciples this way in Matthew chapter 16 in verse 24 and 25. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. This patience producing surrender that we're talking about, it's actually uplifting. If you lay down your life, you are actually taking up an eternal treasure. Your life saved by Jesus. This is what that patience-producing surrender looks like. It's so good and it's so powerful. 
Here's our second point. Patience is an act of strength. Patience is an act of strength. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 11, Paul writes, We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power, so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. Paul uses the perfect word in speaking patience over the church at Colossae. Strength. Strength is the right word. Listen, Paul prayed that they would be strengthened with all his glorious power so they would have all the endurance and patience they need. What does that actually say about patience? It clearly says that patience is the evidence of an inner strength. Patience is the evidence of an inner strength. Conversely, it can be argued that impatience is a sign of weakness. Throw a little stress into a controlling person's schedule and see what happens. Is there an outburst? Criticisms toward others? Do they get loud? Do they sound tough? Can they be scary? Can they be intimidating? Even manipulative? I've been guilty of some of that. But you know what all of that truly is? It's just a bunch of noise. Camouflaging weakness. Patience, on the other hand, demands a tremendous amount of inner strength. It's strength that speaks life, especially in moments that are seemingly out of control. This is what patience does. And for the Christian, That strength comes from God. We saw that. His glorious power, just as Paul wrote. Paul is asking God to empower them with strong, patient endurance that the Christian life requires. And we need the same thing. You and I, we need the same thing. Why? Because this world is fragile. This world is fragile. The world needs strength manifested in the form of patience. Patience one with another. Patience one with God. Patience is needed. This world is tense. Therefore, it needs you to demonstrate your strength through patience. It needs me to demonstrate strength through patience. Everywhere we go, with everyone that we meet, and everyone that we do life with, this is what the world also needs. Because what does patience do? Patience, patience demonstrates its strength by drawing out calm, by drawing out peace, hope. It brings relief. It stirs trust. It may be will even promote growth in God. 
This is the strength of patience. And it's powerful. And it's needed in all of our lives every day. Amen? Amen. All right, last thought. Patience shines brightly to God and man. I would say that this room is full of people with hopes and dreams. Now, it's needless to say, but we cannot rightly handle our hopes and dreams without patience. You need patience. Sometimes you can see something in your mind's eye, and it comes to pass as you work patiently towards it, just as you visualized it. Other times, maybe not so much, and at other times, maybe not at all. One time I saw something in my mind's eye, and it came to pass pretty much like I had wanted. For my wife's 30th birthday, I wanted to do something extra special. So a couple of months prior to her birthday, I got this crazy idea for a big surprise because I love surprising my wife. Not pranks, though. She doesn't like those kind of surprises. I pranked her one time in our first year of marriage, and let's just say I haven't pranked her since. But she does like a good surprise every now and then. So for her 30th birthday, I thought I'd do something extra special. And back then, and actually still to this day, she was a super fan of this up-and-coming food blogger, okay? Now, this lady had great recipes. She was a hilarious writer. Her name is Ree Drummond, and she calls herself the Pioneer Woman. Now, many of you know the Pioneer Woman on the Food Network because she's since been discovered. She's gotten super famous. She has a ton of cookbooks and merchandise, and she is just a gem of a person. Now, I had the crazy idea of mailing the Pioneer Woman my personal video camera with a recording of myself on it, telling her that I wanted to do something super neat and super fun for my bride, the love of my life for her 30th birthday, which was to ask the Pioneer Woman to do a special happy birthday greeting for my wife with my camera, okay? That was my idea. Yeah, I did that. So I mailed her my camera with instructions, with prepaid postage for her to send the package back, and with a gift card saying thank you for your time and consideration. I'm not a weirdo. But listen, listen. Yeah, you're not laughing. Re, we're on a first name basis now. <laughs> Re emailed me saying, I have received my mission and I choose to accept it. Right? right? She's great. So um, anyways, um, it got all done, right? It got all done. And by the way, uh, not only did she do the birthday greeting for my wife, she sent all the gifts back. Hello, great human alert, great human alert. <laughs> Fantastic. Anyways, I had to then wait patiently for the big day. So for her 30th birthday, we went out to dinner with some friends, and I brought along a small portable DVD player, because this was like circa 2010. <laughs> right. But 
I, was wait, I waited for the right moment to show my wife this special birthday surprise to her from the pioneer woman that I had been waiting so long to show her, and it was great. It was great. Now, the reason I share that story, because I want you to catch this. Patience has this shining quality to it when it has its full work. Patience can bring glory to God, and it could be a tremendous blessing to those around you. See, for me, I waited months to execute this plan for my wife. And when, when we did it, my wife smiled, just lit up the entire restaurant. It was totally worth it for me. Totally worth it. Why am I crying? <laughs> it's because I love that woman. I will do crazy things for that woman. So hear me. When you're patient with someone, you're shining. When you're patient with God, as opposed to fretting or being anxious or trying to take things into your own hands, you're shining. Write this down. Your patience shines to the glory of God because it speaks of your faith and trust. Your patience shines to the joy of others because it speaks of your love for them. Patience shines beautifully. Now, I want you to hear the language of patience in Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 18. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Skipping down to verse 38. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Are we that convinced? Yes. Paul said, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. 
Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. You see, when we're empowered by God's strength to go through life patiently, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God revealed in Christ Jesus. Because patience is connected to love. And that love has a name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And Jesus is worthy of all the shining glory that we can ever muster up, even in our patience. Even in our patience, he is worthy of glory. Many of you are waiting for something. Many of you are waiting for something. Some of you are waiting for a spouse, a job, a new direction, a change of scene, a different financial picture, a breakthrough, a good report. Let me encourage you. God is in the waiting. Jesus is in the waiting. The Holy Spirit is in the waiting. It's not, it's not about what's going on in our lives. It's about who we can patiently experience it with. So the reason you can have joy in your patience is because Jesus has chosen to walk with you, to live in you, to abide in you, to dwell in you. Let us never forget that. Let us never forget that. Through the waiting of your hopes and dreams being realized, you can let the world know that you possess a prize in your patience. Jesus. Because Jesus is bigger than your hopes and dreams panning out exactly as your heart desires. Jesus is bigger than your hopes and dreams not panning out exactly as your heart's desire. Why? Because the joy in your patience is him. It's him. It's him. Now, many of you know that we have some folks in our church family who are battling some serious health issues. We see them on Facebook. We get updates and reports, and they're challenging. They're encouraging. They're inspiring. Their patience shines brightly to God and man. And one such person is Dr. John Cologne. Many of you know Dr. John. Many of you don't. He's a beloved member of our church. He's well known for his incredible passion for God and his love for people. He's the kind of guy that would drop whatever he's doing. If you were in, if you were in need of help, if he could come help you. This is just the guy, kind of guy he is. So I asked him this past week if I could share a bit of his story. And he was honored and said, absolutely, which is no surprise because that's just the kind of person he is. So 
For those of you who don't know, he was recently diagnosed with throat cancer and prescribed an incredibly intense treatment plan. Now, you can imagine how intense because of how sensitive this area of your body is and how often you need to use it every day. Now, Dr. John, who many, who many affectionately call Poppy because he's Puerto Rican, um, he decided to create a video, video journal um, throughout this process that he titled Poppy's Walk, and he posted it on his Facebook page. And I've seen pretty much all of them, I think. But I'll tell you this. The patience Dr. John walks in shines brightly to God and to man. It's not, it's not this hopeless waiting game for him. It's not. The fruit of patience in Dr. John's life right now is expectant. It's beautiful. It's tangible. It's full of hope. It's full of trust. It serves people. It glorifies God. This is the fruit of patience being manifested in Dr. John's life right now. He's being busy about his father's business. I want to ask that you watch one of these video journal entries. Hey guys, this is Poppy at Poppy's Walk. And I told you all that I would come in the good time, bad times. And so here I am. So right now it's a real difficult um, two days that I've had um, severe pain in my throat from about here, that heart palate all the way down to mid chest. Um, it's burning. It'll burn again for another five weeks because I have to go every day to get radiation. So today the enemy did not want me to post anything, but I refused to go get down and 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 let go of what God put in my heart. So it was to come and encourage. So letting you all know that even though we're Christian, that doesn't guarantee us at all that our life is going and our problem is going to be less. But it's going to teach us how to deal with problems a little different. And who to go to when we're in problem. Or not only in problem, we should go to the Lord always. But So my word of encouragement today is no matter if you're going through a tough time, a hard time, don't take your eyes off of Jesus. And just go to Jesus like I've been saying today, Jesus, help me. Um, when I can't do no more, I let go and let him take over because I'm in a situation now that I can't, I have no power on my own, nor do I want to do anything on my own because I wanted to have all the power to do whatever. So um, I have to quit talking because my throat is hurting, but to let you all know that no matter what times, hard times you go through, don't give up on Jesus. And he loves you and I love you all. And I'll see you soon. Have a good night.
In nearly every video journal entry, he'll update you on his treatment, he'll let you know how he's feeling, but it won't be long before he's serving you, the viewer. In the midst of his pain, he's serving you, the viewer, a beautiful dose of encouragement and love. This is the power of patience, waiting and trusting on God. It's breathtaking. It's otherworldly. It's kingdom. It's beauty that speaks of God. We just read in Romans chapter 8 in verse 25. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Dr. John is patiently confident in his healing. Whenever it comes, he's patiently confident. And meanwhile, his faith in God is abundantly producing the God-glorifying fruit of the Spirit called patience. It's different than waiting. It's very different than waiting. There's a joy in Dr. John's patience because he knows God is right there with him in the battle, assuring him that the victory has already been won and that the healing has already been given. If you're needing to grow and develop the fruit of the spirit called patience in your life, Patience for your hopes and dreams. Patience for relationships that you're dealing with. Patience for challenges that you might be facing. I want to speak a prayer over you. If that's you, I want to invite you to stand. Lift your hands to receive. Father, in Jesus' name, we declare that you are in our midst. We declare that you supply us with everything that we have need of. God, just as Paul prayed, I pray that these people would be strengthened with your glorious power. Your glorious power to have all the endurance and patience that they need. They're looking to you, God. They're trusting you, God. They're standing up in faith and believe that you are him who supplies them with everything that they have need of. And I'm here to release and declare that they have it. In the powerful name of Jesus, the impartation is here now. I declare it's theirs. Your power is there in their life right now to endure patiently everything that you have called them to endure. We honor you and we celebrate you and we declare that you are a faithful, good, and mighty God. And if you agree with that, let's lift up your voice and shout amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Go ahead and be seated. I do want to 
give an opportunity for those of you who don't yet know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the giver of lots of gifts, that he desires to bear fruit in your life. God's been waiting for you. He's known you since you were in your mother's womb. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows why you've been created. He's been patient in his pursuit of you. With heads down, believers praying, no one looking around. We want to celebrate this moment with you. If that's you, if you want to declare out of your mouth that I know of Jesus, but I don't know Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, if that's you, I would be honored to introduce you. On the count of three, I ask that you invite, that you raise your hand so that I could see it. One, two, three. Amen. Amen. Once I see it, you can put it down. Anyone else? God's been patiently pursuing you. He's such a good father. Amen. So I want to invite these two gentlemen who raised their hands to repeat after me. The church is so excited about what has just transpired in your life that they're going to pray with us as well. We're so excited to welcome you to the family of God. So I invite you to repeat after me. God, I declare that I am a sinner in need of your saving grace. I cannot save myself, but I am so thankful that you sent your son Jesus to live the life I couldn't live and to die the death I should have died. Jesus, I acknowledge you as the Son of God. I declare that you live perfectly and without sin. And I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Lead me and guide me into all that you have for me. From this day forward, I am yours. Amen, amen. Come on, church. Let's celebrate with these two. Thank you guys so much. Bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.